Welcome to the Edge of Business podcast. Today's guest was interviewed by our editor-in-chief, Jennifer Williams. Michael Lee Chin is a Jamaican-Canadian billionaire businessman and philanthropist. He is most well-known for his savvy investment management in Jamaica and Canada. He has sponsored hundreds of charitable causes and foundations, such as the Joseph Brent Hospital Foundation, the University of Toronto, and more. Listen on to hear his insights on life, his bold suggestions for entrepreneurs, and his philosophy on giving back. I will do nothing unless I am stirred by a purpose. The mission has to make sense to me and for me to really embrace it and embrace it fully. So I do nothing unless it makes sense and it stirs me and I take it on as a mission, a cause, a purpose. So when I first got into the business, I had to call all the clients. Yes. And when I would sit with the client, a prospect, around their kitchen table, I'd ask myself the question, what is the max, the best, the, more, the highest value that I can give to this family yes. as an advisor. And the answer came back to me as make them wealthy. Right. Make them wealthy. Right. That's the highest value I can give to anyone I'm advising. So the question I had, the sequel, sequel question Therefore, I asked was, is there a formula that if you practice consistently, the only outcome is wealth? I wanted to find out that formula. This was 1977. I was 26. Yes. So I, I have a protocol that I go through when I'm trying to solve a problem. It starts off with, I observe, number one. From my observations, I create a hypothesis. Hypothesis. Yeah. And then I stress test the hypothesis to see if it makes sense. Then yes. third, if it makes sense, I codify it. And lastly, I hardwire it so it becomes who I am. So in this case, I wanted to find out, the, the question I had was, is there a way, is there a formula to practice consistently, the only outcome is wealth? I wanted to find that formula. So I observed, I looked at all the wealthy, wealthy people throughout the world. Yes. I observed their behavior to see if I could find some common threads between their behavior. And I did. And I came up with what I call, what I codified, and I call the five laws of wealth creation. Everybody in the world who created wealth did so by doing five things. Yes. Number one, they own a few high quality businesses. Number two, they really understand them. Number three, they make sure they're in strong long-term growth industries. Number four, they employ people's money prudently. 
and number five, everybody in the world who created wealth simply held their great business for the long term. So that's what I concluded in 1978. So I codified it and then I hardwired it yes. to be me. I had to live those principles and that's what I did. So that's my purpose. My purpose is to lead by example, show people that look, you don't need to be born wealthy, you don't need to rob, you don't need to steal, yes. you don't need to marry wealthy. If you follow certain principles, here's the formula. Follow this one and you can see, you can see I'm the living proof of it. Yes. How many immigrants come to Canada from Jamaica and can know and is now one of the wealthiest, top 20 wealthiest people in Canada? How many? So therefore, this guy must have been doing something different. What the hell is he doing? I just told you. That's all I did. Find, invest in big businesses that I understand. And, and I just followed the five laws. So that's my passion. Yes. I have a formula. I codified it. And I'm living by example. So Jennifer Williams, you can say, you know what? I don't need to fidget around anymore. The man just gave me the formula. Yes. I'm going to teach it to my children. And anytime someone comes to me and say, I have an investment for you, all I do, all I'm now going to do is pull out, pull out my list of five things. Yes. And ask, does it, can I have five tick marks? You with me? Yes, of course. That's all I'm now going to do. Yes. And if you don't, if I don't, I can't get five tick marks, I'm not interested. That's fantastic. So, that's my passion. That's my purpose. I'm, I'm living it, and I want to keep doing it so that people can be inspired by the formula and what I stand for. Excellent. Excellent. My second question is, you have received several awards, including the Order of Jamaica, for your significant contributions to business and philanthropy. What award has the greatest importance to you personally and professionally? Uh, I received both the Order of Jamaica and the Order of Ontario yes. for philanthropy and business. Uh, Jennifer, my, uh, I came to the conclusion early in life yes. when I asked myself the question, what does fulfillment mean to me? I want to live a fulfilled life. And to live a fulfilled life, you have to be able to articulate what that means to you. Yes. If you can't articulate it, you'll never get there. You'll never live it. Yes. So what a fulfilled life means to me is one whereby I do well and I also do good for society. Yes. That's a fulfilled life for me. Yes. Yes. And I codified that which I just mentioned yes. in a mantra. It's called, it's prosperitas cum caritate. P-R-O-S-P-E-R-I-T-A-S, yes. one word, yes. cum, C-U-M, yes. caritate, C-A-R-I-T-A-T-E. Prosperitas cum caritate. 
prosperity with care. You have, to have, you have to be prosperous, but you also have to care for your community, your province or your parish, your country, and the world. Prosperitas cum caritate. That, that is fulfillment to me. My next question is, you were ranked number 1063 in the world on the Forbes billionaire list. And so far, you're the only individual from the Caribbean to hold that ranking. What does this recognition mean to you? In my case, the fact that I am one of the few black, billion, black billionaires in the world. I think there's 17 billionaires in the world. Yes, there are 17. Right? And you look around and see how many black people there in the world. <laughs> Lots, right? It's two millions. Eh, eh? Millions in the world. Actually, hundreds, billion, probably hundreds of millions, probably a billion. Yes. Right? Yes. And I'm one of 17. So what does it mean to me? Yes. Here's what it means to me. I have an opportunity to, to live a life that's an inspiration to others yes. who can say, look, that man looks like me. He sounds like me. He is the same Aki and Saul, he's like me. Yes. He's one of us. He's one of us. Wow. He didn't need never born him money. Nobody give him anything. Yes. If he, but, but he applied himself. And he has a formula. Yes. And he's willing to share that formula with everybody. So if I just listen to that man, I'll do well myself. Yes. Because yes. look, the man is transparent and he leads by example. He's living it. Yes. He's not a mirage. It's not by accident. No. He just didn't do it once. He keeps doing it over and over. Yes. So that award of uh, order of Ontario and order of Jamaica, both encompass what I stand for, doing well and doing good. Yes. So I think for my that question, instead of maybe I read when I go to print or when I send back to you, I think for number three, I should also add number 17 on the, 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 from the, the black um, businesses, you know? I think I should put uh -huh. that down. Yes. And number four, what are two key factors that have contributed to your sustainability and big and business success over the years? What are two key factors? Jennifer, the big one, the big factor is I'm purpose driven. Purpose. And because I'm purpose driven, Jennifer, yes. it gives me fuel to be creative. And because I'm purpose-driven, Jennifer, yes. it gives me the stamina to persevere. Yes. Yes. And once you find your purpose, you need creativity and perseverance to, 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 to lead, which will lead to success. Yes. Now, what distinguishes Portland Holdings in 
comparison to other financial firms? Portland Holdings uh, is run by an entrepreneur, yeah. myself. Most financial firms are run by, I'm, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, also an owner-operator. Yes. Right? Yes. Most financial services firms are run by uh, agents of the owners, not the owners themselves. No. Big difference. Big difference, of course. Right? Big, big difference. Because you as the owner of your house, you're going to make sure everything is perfect in your house. Of course, of course. But if you hire someone to look after your house, it's not the same. Yes, not the same. That's the difference. Fantastic. I'm an operator and I'm, I'm entrepreneurial, so I'm willing to think ahead of the game. I don't need to get validation from what everybody else is doing. Yes. You understand? If you're, if most financial services companies, they need validation from what the herd is doing. Yes. I don't need that validation. I've, if I needed, if I was thinking that way, I wouldn't be where I am today. I'd be part of the herd. Yes, of course. Yes, yes. Thank you. Uh, do you think that privatization currently exists in Jamaica? And if so, yes. To what extent does it affect? economy and GT privatization is accelerating in Jamaica last year we privatized the Wigton uh, uh, Wigton W-I-G-T-O-N yeah. Wigton uh, it's the wind farm I see, yes. we also privatized the Trans, -Jama Trans Jamaican Highway which is the whole road yes. in Jamaica so privatize. So the, the privatize. When you privatize a business, you take it out of the hands of government and you put it in the hands of private sector. The private sector. Yes. Government historically have not run businesses well. So now you have to business. The business will not a chance when you privatize it to be, to thrive and be successful and be long term uh, successful. Yes. So long term sustainable. Great, great. How do you think entrepreneurs across the globe should deal with economic fear and anxiety based on the effects of COVID-19 pandemic on their businesses and personal lives? Well, you know, they should keep pushing. Keep pushing. And the, 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 the word, the word, the word, I, I'm going to use the word Pushing, I'm going to break it up in terms of push yes. and in brackets, ING, in brackets after push. So capital P, capital U, capital S, capital H, yes. and then in after that, in brackets, ING. Yes. Pushing, you got it? Okay. So push is an acronym. Yes. And it means persist. Persist. Oh. Yes. That's P, U, until. Something S Something, yeah. happens. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Keep pushing. Amazing, yes. Amazing. Thank you. Once you set your course, your, your course, if your course still makes sense, push. Push. Continue pushing. If your course still makes sense. Yes. If it doesn't make sense, pivot. Yes. 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 Yes.
COVID-19 affects investment choices. COVID-19 uh, COVID will, will, will came and it will go. Mm -hmm. When you invest, you should invest for the long term. Okay. You should look at an industry and see whether it's going to be here for the next 10, 15, 20 years. Yes. Right? So if you are invest, if you are a long-term investor, COVID-19 should not affect you if you are a long-term investor. Yes. But if you own a restaurant, you have to make sure you can survive it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. So you need to make sure that when you invest, when you own a business, because usually you own a private business, you have to make sure you have enough liquidity to survive. Of course. Right? You can't just put everything in the business and have no liquidity. Yes. So cool. If, if if even if you own a restaurant today, you you want you know that one day it is like there's gonna be light at the end of the tunnel, and COVID nineteen will be behind behind us by next year. Of course. So you want to be able to survive. Of course, of course. Right? You don't want to be jettisoned because of COVID nineteen because you had no liquidity. Yes. So you have to. COVID-19 teaches us that we have to plan properly. We have to have some liquidity to, uh, to, to take us through uh, things that are when we're ambushed. Yes. When we're ambushed. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Now, it's not a good time to invest in the stock market, and if so, what are the best type of investments and why? Uh, you don't invest in the stock market. You invest in through the stock market. In what? You invest through the stock market into individual businesses. You don't invest in the stock market as a whole. You buy individual businesses that are on the stock market, as an example. But you have to know which ones to buy. And you have to know which businesses you have to have principles that will lead you to the businesses that you want yes. that meet your principles. Yes. You wish me, Jennifer? Oh, yes, of course. Once you know, once you have defined for yourself the principles of the, the qualities of the type of business you want to own, yes. then, you know, go searching through the stock market for those businesses. Yes. So you just don't buy the stock market as a whole. No. You know what you're looking for? And you say, let me go look for it in the stock market and see. So you need to find people that you can trust and who have that experience and track record. Yes. yes. You don't just give money to anybody. No. Because most people have no track record of creating wealth. So you can't ask the black man to lead you. No. And that's what most people do. What most people do, they have some money, they can go to a broker. Right? Yes. But if the broker is so wealthy, <laughs> they would need you. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes, you're right. You're right. So you need to find people of a track record of creating wealth to help you. Yes. 
can't find people who have never done it before and say, here, pay some wealth for me. Even if they come under the big banner of a bank or an insurance company, it doesn't matter. You have to ask, did you, how much, did you create any wealth? What is your wealth creation plan? I want to know that. Yes. 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 I, the first question I asked Mr. Leachin, uh, he told me the five laws. That's his wealth creation plan. Yes. Did I tell you the first right off the bat? You, if you... If you speak to any broker, advisor, or you or you're gonna create wealth, they could not tell you what I just told you. They would not tell you one, two, three, four, five. That's how we're gonna do it. Yes. No, they don't know. Yes, thank you. In today's globalized world, what is your take on the key benefits of diversity and inclusion in our organizations and political spectrums? <clears throat> well, it's a shame what's going on now. It's a shame what has gone on <clears throat> for for centuries. And thank God the tide is now changing. We just have to make sure it's sustainable. <clears throat> because the, what is most likely to happen is this is a fleeting moment. We want to make sure it's not fleeting. We want to make sure it sticks. So really, companies that are not diverse <clears throat> are missing an opportunity to look at their customers through a different pair of eyes. Right? Yes. yes. You with me? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, so companies that have 2 million one people, they're not seeing the perspective of other people. And it's especially in Canada, where Canada, Toronto is now more than 50% visible minority. Yes, yes. Uh, you can't sit in the boardroom as and without having visible minority representation and know what the visible minority want. Yes, yes. When you're the bulk of your community. <clears throat> yes. Because you don't eat their food. You don't talk their language. You don't dress like them. Yes. So you need to be. If if, if you're sensitive to customers' needs, it should rep be represented right through the cor corporation, starting with the board of directors, yes. by having that type of representation. Because yes. that's the only way you're gonna know. That's right. That's right. That's very true. Thank you. Uh, recently, the federal government of Canada has pledged $221 million to help Black-owned businesses. What do you think is the best way Black businesses can benefit from this investment? And how will this strengthen the cultural heritage of the Black communities? Uh, <clears throat> you know, Jennifer, I don't know if $221 million will trickle down to black, the black community. I'm not too sure. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing I, I'm not too sure of. Yes. It's a nice headline number. But. It makes for good newspaper. Mm -hmm. But where it hits the road, where the rubber hits the road, 
is how much of that 221 million will actually get down to where it's designed to get down, where it's supposed to go. Yes. And what is the mechanism being used to assure that that money reaches where it's supposed to reach? Yes, yes, yes. Now, once it gets there, if you give people money and you don't, they don't know, they've never, they, they have no training, they're going to blow it. They got to blow it. Of course, of course. So the money has to come with training. Has to come with training. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the two things and getting the money there. Yes. And then money is not enough. You need training. You need coaching. You need a mentoring. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Thank you. How do you the social, political, and the economic environment for businesses in 2021 and beyond, or at least in 2021. I'm not a predictor of anything. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm not a predictor of anything. I don't have a, I don't have a crystal ball. Okay. You had asked me this question in February of this year. Yes. I would have told you that COVID was coming. <laughs> And COVID certainly ambushed all of us. Yes, so I'm not a predictor of anything. Yes. I don't do that. Yes. I've never made it, created any wealth by being a predictor of anything. Yes. Yes. I created wealth by looking at things in the long run, long run. 10 years, yes. and then positioning myself today to take advantage of that rising tide. Yes. That's yes. what I did. Yes, yes. Absolutely. I agree with you. I agree with you. Tell me about your philanthropic work with the Michael G. Leaching Family Institute for Corporate Citizenship. Corporate Social Responsibility? No, um, no your philanthropic work with your the Michael Leaching Family Institute. This is that University of Rotman School of, of Business. School of Business, yes. Your University of Toronto? Yes. Oh, so, so that, that's, I, that's the purpose of that uh, benefactor, benefaction, yeah. uh, gift, is that I, want, I wanted to make sure mm -hmm. that corporations realize that they have to be socially conscious. Yeah. Uh, because only when they're socially conscious... Yeah will they tie themselves and ingratiate themselves to society only when they're socially conscious, socially conscious yes. because they're, they're intertwined with the, with the ills and gains of society. Yes, yes. So it's a matter of being socially conscious, uh, making, making corporations more socially conscious. What's next for Portland Holdings? We just keep going. Just keep going. We're on a nice trajectory. We have a great reputation. Yes. We just keep doing what we have always done. Yes, yes, yes. Because we're passionate for what we have done and what we are doing. And I'll just do it until I die. Yes. <laughs> great. What else am I going to do? What else am I going to do? Yes, it's your partner. <laughs> and uh, so, Mr. Chin, on many occasions,
organizations have said that the Jamaican community was supportive in your business initiatives during your early years. How did they support you? And how have you given back to the Jamaican community? Uh, <clears throat> I would have been referring to the fact that I worked for a year to come to Canada. Yes. To go to the university. And I saved enough money for one year worth of university, room, board, tuition, books, etc. Just one year. Yes. After the first year, I didn't know where I was going to get my second, third, nor fourth year tuition, room, books. I didn't know where that was, the money was going to come from. So I took a job as a landscaper on campus at McMaster University. Yeah. And come July, I'd saved, I needed 2000 for the year. Yes. I'd saved, I'm from, working from April until July. April, May, April, May, Georgia. Three and a half months, I'd saved $600. Yes. I needed two thousand, so there's no way I was gonna make fourteen hundred dollars in the next month and a half. Absolutely. So it's desperate. My my family, I'm not from a wealthy family. Yes. So it's desperate. So I wrote to the Prime Minister of Jamaica, Prime Minister Hugh Shearer. Yes. And I said, Prime Minister, I've been writing to you. I'm a student, an engineering student in Canada, McMaster, uh -huh. and I've been writing to you to your services commissions, asking for help. No one has responded. Prime Minister, but every year I notice that you send a, a, an emissary of recruiters to recruit the graduates. Yes. So, but Prime Minister, you cannot harvest unless you sow. So, two weeks later, a month later, End of July, end of August, yes. I got a letter from the Prime Minister of Jamaica's office. Amazing. And they said, come to Jamaica. Next time you come to Jamaica, come and see us. Wow. wow. So I took $400 out of the 600 Yes. Bought a ticket to go to Jamaica and went to see the Prime Minister's office, at Bradley's office. When I got there, he was not there. I met with his permanent secretary. Yes. I showed him my marks, and he gave me a scholarship for, scholarship for, for the next three years of my university, $5,000 per year each year. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Isn't that what every student would do? Yes. But, but you know, it, you had the, the courage. You had the courage to 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 and the drive to take that initiative excuse me jennifer yes when you have nothing you have nothing to lose you have nothing to lose absolutely it's, it's no until you ask yes you're right, you're right. so I, I i i had no my back was against the wall yes yes so i i could either collapse or i could just write the prime minister that was a bold move. Honestly, it was a really bold and courageous move on your part. Well, you know, Jennifer, if you don't take make bold moves, yes. you're going to end up like everybody else. Of course. Of course. I agree.
My final question for today, what has been your most significant failure? How did this failure change you? And what lessons did you learn from it that you can apply to your life today? My most significant what? Failure. 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 <clears throat> How did it change you? My most significant failure was when I sold my business, Berkshire and AIC, in 2007 and 2010. I shouldn't have sold those two businesses. Right? They were wonderful businesses, and I sold them. But I learned from that, and I got back into business in Canada. Same asset management business, and I'm now stronger because of that experience. So I doubled down. I, I saw it, 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 it was a loss in me selling. This was after the financial crisis. Yes. But I came back and I started a business with a stronger purpose, which is totally unique in Canada. Yes. And that is what will be successful. That's a great answer. So this concludes uh, our interview today. I want to take this opportunity again to say how thrilled I am for the opportunity to interview someone of your, your, your caliber. I'm extremely delighted. And um, I, I will make a great piece from this interview. It will be on the cover of our spring issue. and. It aligns with our theme, which is we're talking about the global economy. So this interview and you being on the cover as a billionaire will, will align with the theme of, uh, of this uh, global economy. I, I have to tell you that I wanted to interview more than three years now. And uh, I think now is the right time. <laughs> now is the right time. And um, you are one of my most, uh, you know, I admire you a lot. I'm always reading and following you and reading about you a lot. And uh, you're a great inspiration to me, people who are working outside. And um, so many of us from the black community and the Canadian uh, community also. And uh, thank you so much for making such a great impact on our lives. We look forward to many more years of reading about you, talking about you, and engaging with you. Thank you so much for the oh. opportunity. Thank you so much. Jennifer, my pleasure. All the best to you guys. Okay. Good luck. Thank you so much. Take care.